All right, all right. NBA Quick Pod is locked and loaded for Thursday, October the 20th. Mackenzie Rivers in the house. I'm your host, Sleepy J. Today, Mackenzie and I, today, Mackenzie and I, we're going to go through the NBA Thursday card. The games are limited, just two NBA games here for Thursday. But Mac, now what he has to do, he has to convince me into a play. He's going to read off his handicaps, and I'm going to grade those handicaps and pick the one that I think is best. Tomorrow, the roles are reversed. I have to convince him to go ahead and buy into a handicap of mine. We only get three handicaps, so they have to be good. Mac, he knows I'm a harsh grader, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to grade him on each handicap on a scale of 1 to 10. I hope you're ready there, Mac. I'll let you go ahead and rip and run. Start with your first handicap. Try to convince me. What am we looking at? All right. I know you're a tough judge. I'll do my best. Let's go to the early game. 76ers hosting the Bucks. So I'm going to take the Bucks plus the four here at Philadelphia. This one is purely value because I did, you know, thorough handicap on both these teams, did my power rankings all summer. And I looked at this line a couple days ago and it was minus two. I said, yeah, all right, two point for home court advantage. The Bucks are a little bit better, but Chris Middleton's still out. Wesley Matthews uh, upgraded to questionable, but, you know, he's a key player for them. He's probably their fourth most important player after the big three. If he's not 100%, all right. But that was two. Now the line is four. This line is saying the Sixers, currently constructed, are two points better than the Bucks. I just don't see it, especially because, all right, what's the one data point we have since this line was two? The Sixers got kind of blown out versus the Celtics, and I had a best bet on the Sixers. I was watching that game closely. It was not as close as the nine-point final. Really, once the Celtics started running, the Sixers could not catch up. They were a step behind the entire second half. Now they face a Bucks team with probably the best transition player in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Drew Holiday will be the best defender James Harden has seen in a minute. I just kind of think there's value on the Bucks, so that will be my first handicap. This line was two just a couple days ago. No reason to me that it should be four. Bucks plus four at Philadelphia will be my first pick. All right, I don't want to say that I'm not convinced. I'm going to go ahead. I'll give that. I'll give that a six point eight. We'll go ahead and stamp that at a 6.8. Your next handicap there, Mac, what do you got? Both of my other picks are going to come in the second game. The Lakers hosting technically the Clippers, although we both know they're both in L.A. Clippers minus 5.5. Kind of lean to the Clippers, but the numbers you know moved on me. It was 3 a while ago. Now it's 5.5. I'm going to pass that. How about the total here? 224 right now. This was just 220.5 just a couple days ago. And I mentioned this, you know, after the first night of games, the transition rule is going to lead to a lot of fast breaks. By the way, the next game, Wednesday, 10 of 12 games got bet up from the morning to tip off. So the market was very much attuned to this. However, only four went over. I feel like the market might have jumped the gun here. We looked at the Utah Jazz game, went from 218 to 226. Just a huge move. We expected a lot of transition buckets. Landed 225, went under. Pelicans Nets was another one, 226 and a half, bet all the way up to 232. Okay, that went over 238, but it was very dicey down the stretch. I feel like we're getting value here because I'm not sure how much transition will be in this game. The Clippers half-court style of basketball, especially with Quiet Leonard coming back, posting up, slowing the game down. And the Lakers, they just can't lose this game. I mean, they will lose this game. They're, you know, 70% chance to lose it, but they can't get blown out. They got to make this competitive. They can't say, okay, we faced two title contenders. This is the new year. We're coming back, and we got blown out again, and it's gone. You know, I mean, that excitement is something that they're going to hold on to. I feel like they're going to play max intensity against their rivals under 224. What do you think about that? 
that's far more convincing than the first handicap. Let me go ahead and give you a uh, let me give you a 7.3 on that one. I like that one. I'm not going to have any bias. I think that's important with this podcast is that we try not to have our own opinion and then our own plays on these games. We have to take the handicap for what it is. So I'm going to stamp that Mac at a 7.3. Your final handicap. What do you got? Appreciate that. All right, let's keep it rolling. Russell Westbrook. I'm going to take his under 27 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. How about this one? Russell Westbrook played 14 minutes in the second half, and Kendrick Nunn outplayed him down the stretch. They actually kind of made of a game of it in the fourth quarter with Kendrick Nunn and not Westbrook out there. I feel like he's got to play less minutes. He's got to play a different role. I mean, again, they just can't get blown out game after game. And let's look at his stats here. All right, he shot, scored 19 points, didn't shoot much, only shot 12 times, 11 rebounds. I don't think that's going to happen against a Clippers team with a lot of big guys out there. John Wall, Reggie Jackson, other point guards that like to grab rebounds. And then assists. He only had three assists, and I don't think he's going to have many more than that. LeBron, very early on in that game, said, I'm the point guard. Give me the ball. And Westbrook was you know, getting in where he fit in as much as possible after that, but he was not the point guard. Only you know, nominally was he the point guard after the first quarter in the first game. So I expect all those things to continue. I don't think he's going to shoot that well. So under 15.5 points makes sense. Not getting a lot of assists. And I think the 11 rebounds is completely unsustainable. I mean, the Warriors give up a lot of rebounds to opposing point guards. The Clippers don't. So how about that? How about Westbrook under 27 and a half? I gave you a side. I gave you a total. It's my third suggestion. Prop bet. Russell Westbrook under 27 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. What do you make of that? I'll make that a 7.2. Ah, I thought that was a 7.4. It looks like the total was the highest graded handicap. Bing bong. It was the total at 7.3. So the play I'm going to go ahead and buy here for McKenzie with his handicaps. I'll go ahead. I'll buy the LA Lakers and the LA Clippers under the total of 224. All right, with that out of the way there, Mac, let's talk quickly about something, something that actually could happen. Boston Celtics head coach Joe Mazzulla winning the NBA Coach of the Year. I know it's crazy to think, but the Celtics, they're a strong team. And I think most people would think that, you know, with Emi Aduka suspended for the entire season, that the Celtics would fall off a little bit. And I kind of thought that there, Mac. You know, based on opening night, the Celtics and Missoula, they look just fine. It wasn't a greatest spot, I don't think, for the Celtics, you know, based on the trends from the past that we looked up for the, you know, NBA Finals loser. Now, let me go ahead and read something off here for you, Mac, about Missoula's coaching tenures. Keep in mind, Missoula, he's just 34 years old. And here are the schools that he's coached at. Glenville State, Fairmont State, Maine Red Claws, that is an NBA G League team, just an assistant with those three teams, then back to Fairmont as a head coach. And then his crazy leap now to the NBA with Boston in 2019 as an assistant. And now in 2022, he finds himself as the head coach. Never played in the NBA, played semi-pro ball in Chile for five years, and played his college ball at Bryant. The resume prior to Boston, it's not really all that impressive on paper. But I think what's impressive, especially with Missoula here, is just how he shot up in the ranks. And that tells me that this guy has a super high IQ of basketball, just absolutely off the charts. I'm guessing everybody probably likes this guy. He certainly has something special to shoot up the ranks, in my opinion. His current odds right now, Mac, to win the Coach of the Year at Bet365, 14-1 to win that award. That would have him tied seventh with four other head coaches in the NBA. Currently, Steve Kerr is the favorite to win that. So, Mac, I have to ask you, 
What does Missoula have to do in order to win the NBA Coach of the Year this year? Right now, we can get him at 14-1. to If the Celtics finish number one in the East and they have stiff competition, probably, I'm going to go ahead and say this is the deepest the East has been in more than a decade. You have four legitimate championship contenders in the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, and then a little bit less the Heat and the Nets. They have the highest win total, but just by a half game. I feel like they got to win the East by three, four games, which wouldn't be that shocking, but get, giving the turmoil, unless someone else comes out of the weeds, I think you'd be in strong position to win it at that point. All right. I was kind of in line with you there. I was thinking if they can secure a number one seed with this team, especially if something bad happens, I think that that he would vault up, let's just say, you know, if Brown goes down for you know a, minim- a decent amount of time or, or Tatum goes down, and he can manage to go ahead and keep that team rolling, and he becomes, you know, something that, you know, that we see on, on the TNTs and the ESPNs where, you know, we see this guy just out there coaching his rear end off and the team responding to him and they actually showing wins for it. I think that could help him too. But certainly if they get the number one seed, I think he obviously, you know, was going to be a consideration. But if something happens to this Boston team that they have to overcome adversity and they do, this dude has a legit shot. So at 14 to one, I'm not recommending that we bet it, but I think at 14 to one with Missoula, it's certainly worth something to go ahead and look at. But that'll wrap up the quick pod there, guys. Our pick, graded pick, I'm buying the L.A. Lakers, L.A. Clippers, under 224 from McKenzie. That'll wrap up the pod, guys. Make sure you guys check us out tomorrow right here on our Twitter account. Make sure you guys check us out at pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games.